0: space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting self Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. And so here I am, Earl Stewart, live. Uh, this is uh, February the 1st. 2020, and we're a show all about how not, how not to be ripped off by a car dealer. Live in the studio with me is Rick Kearney. Uh, I said this in the recorded introduction. Rick is just about the sharpest guy on the planet when it comes to how to fix a car, maintain, repair your car. He's on top of technology like very few technicians I've ever known. And uh, cars are complicated They, If you have a problem with your car, if you have a question about your uh technical portions of your car and who doesn't everybody does the cars are so complicated today I guarantee you have a question just call Rick anytime Uh, you can call the show at 877-960-9960 the show is live today February 1st 2020 you can call us at 877-960-9960 I'm expecting a call from a man named Barry O'Brien, you may recognize that name, he's a radio guy, he was on this older station when before it was uh, bought and sold, and uh, he's been on other stations, he's a radio guy. Barry O'Brien had a great experience, I almost said say great, uh, he has a solution to the problem about how not to get ripped off when you're exercising your purchase option on a lease car. So Barry, I hope we didn't scare you away. Uh, I hope you can call in Because as I say We are live today February 1st, 2020 Call us at 877 Or text us That's popular Text number is 772 Again that text number is 772 And we are on YouTube We are on Periscope We are on Twitter uh, Facebook Facebook uh, Facebook uh, and YouTube are very popular and uh, you can post and we will read your post answer your questions, read your comments so please try to communicate with us because this does make the show I hope I didn't scare off too many people because of the technical uh, malfunction we had a, a strange noise going out over the microphone, it was music and uh, now my phone's ringing so this is, this is going to go down in history
1: is one of the That's most.
0: Jim
2: Pell.
1: <laughs> it was a shrieking alarm sound, by the way. I can't, I can't describe it to you. I can imitate it. Would you like me to try and do that? All right. What the heck? Ah! Oh my Sorry. God! <laughs> but Great job, stop. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So anyway, uh, you got to roll with the punches, right? I mean, I I could even tell you that I forgot my briefcase and left all of Nancy's stuff home. Nancy Stewart, my co-host, made a special effort to come in today because she tore her tendon in her foot and had an operation on it and was out last week, and now she's back. And it was a major effort for her to get in the studio. So we get in the studio, and bam, technical problems. and. Uh, We we got on the uh, radio earlier this morning and said, no show, we're going to play a rerun. And suddenly, we didn't fix the problem. It just miraculously healed itself. And it might come back. But we figured, what the heck, let's give it a try. We love doing the show. Uh, We hope we have some listeners out there. And it's going to be especially important to us this morning to have you communicate with us. We do have a mystery shopping report, uh, an interesting report on CarMax. Uh, They're the largest used car operation on the planet. They're actually the second largest operation in South Florida. But uh, we did a great mystery shopping report on them. We always have a lot of fun doing that. And if you'll stay tuned, we will do a real Mystery shopping report that we did yesterday, January 31st. So everything is current and it's uh, not a rerun. You're listening to Earl Stewart on Cars Live, um, and we would love to have you call us. I'm going to give these numbers out until you uh, keel over because we need your calls. We need your calls. 877 960 9960. That's the audio phone number. 877 960 9960. And the text number is 772-497-6530. Love to hear from you. Uh, Let me uh, ask Nancy Stewart, who really made a a major effort. We had to wheel her in to the studio because she can't put any weight on her boot.
2: Special thank you to Rick Kearney, who got me from the first floor to the fourth floor. Thank you, Rick exactly it's really great to see all you guys and i'm glad i'm back yeah and uh, it is a, a wonderful show tell and everybody uh,
0: how much you love the female callers and he, why that's so important you
2: know I, I was driven by them this morning and the thought that you know someone would call and help to build this platform that we're building and tina has been a part of the march and i can't thank her enough so ladies fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers I no conditions
0: no no strings attached every time i say that in the back of my mind i say what would i think if somebody said all you have to do is do make a, re- a phone call and i'm going to get fifty dollars cash i wouldn't believe you i say that's bs i said where's the fine print where's the disclosure you're not going to give me fifty dollars just for calling the radio show it's a gift card right yeah. No, right. it's not. <laughs> it's a check. There's <laughs> a string attached. No strings attached. Total, 50 bucks. Up to $50. Get. All you have to do, you got to be female, and you have to call the show for the first time.
1: And the first two that do that,
2: 50 bucks. Absolutely. We'd get Tima more callers
1: if we, uh, if we did it the car dealer style. We could say up to $50. Up to $50, yeah. <laughs> you may be a winner.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: or we we (laughs) accept all
0: requests for $50 we'll we'll virtually listen to to the fine print
2: print. (laughs) uh I want to thank Tina over and over again she has led the March and uh Tina uh is on the phone and she's waiting for us to well get her through hopefully that'll be successful good morning Tina good
4: morning how are y'all doing this morning we're great
0: flustered flustered (laughs) (laughs) terrible (laughs)
2: Calm us down, Tina. Be- say something to make us <laughs> smile. Bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Earl, I heard your singing audition earlier, and you would not even make it at a in Everglades City. I would suggest you keep your date job.
1: Um, yeah, I, It's kind of coming through. You're a little, little faint there. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that, Tina. Could you repeat?
4: Can it? Can, can you hear me? Okay, now? Yeah, I hear yeah, you better. better now. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say, Earl, I heard your singing and you would not <laughs> even make it at a cheeky bar and
0: never better really <laughs> you You know how some people love to sing in the shower? That's probably where I do all my singing in the shower because everybody yeah, sounds good in the I shower. Don't so. I don't sound good on the radio. I agree with them. Uh, I'll try to control myself.
4: <laughs> it's okay. Um, I have a quick question. My father and mother just went to Jermaine Toyota Lexus in Naples, and they got themselves certified used lexus suv and it's beautiful and i told my dad i said you know with this whole Takata airbag business you really do need to check and make sure that airbag was replaced and he says oh no i think they did everything but if something is certified used or cert i should say certified pre-owned excuse me certified pre-owned does that mean the recalls have been taken care of
1: i can i can address that tina um Listen, no it doesn't and uh, they're, they're supposed to be taken care of so the manufacturer and this, we just went through this because we had a massive recall um, millions of, uh, of Toyotas and Hondas were affected and uh, we, were, we received instructions uh, not to list these for sale as certified vehicles. Now, as a, our policy anyway is not to sell them anyway, so that's our internal decision. But across the country, Toyota let all their dealers know uh, not to uh, call these certified vehicles. That said, uh, a lot of dealers left them up online, and we did report them to Toyota. Um, I can only speak for Toyota, but I am assuming the same situation happens with Honda and everybody else. The, maybe the official rule is you can't call it a certified car uh, if it has an open recall, um, but it's up to the individual dealer to actually comply with that, and we know what what they tend to do.
0: Yeah, you know, CarMax has a form of certification also, uh, and they do sell cars with uh, with recalls, and uh, so you have to check every time whether it says certified or you know safety check. You know, the verbiage that uh, all the manufacturers, I should say, dealers use uh, is different. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's buyer beware. You really have to check your own car and take care of yourself when you're buying a car today.
4: Well, that's good to know because I wasn't sure when we kind of got into a little bit of a debate on it. Dad, I think you really need to check your VIN just to be sure. Now I know I'm going to go ahead and let him know. Thank sure. you so much. You're very welcome. There's so many people that want to buy certified pre-owned cars.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be a good buy, and okay. uh, uh, it's only as good as the uh, people that do the check on the on, on the checking list. And the Stu just made a, a face because we're hearing a noise. Can you uh, hear that, Tina?
4: a little bit it's
0: yeah. not bad yeah that's not bad it, it was terrible before and we couldn't even uh, hear ourselves think so uh, let's hope the tone in the background remains low or maybe that it even goes away but uh tina thank you so much for calling we were i felt like a man in a life raft uh, out in the middle of the ocean what was going to happen and uh, you got the show started out really good
2: yeah definitely and, uh, we,
0: we really appreciate your hey, calls
2: hey tina Uh, I have a question for you Mm -hmm. isn't it amazing um, as daughters uh, with our parents um, it gets to be somewhat of a sensitive subject whenever you start suggesting things or telling them how to do whatever is that true with your Mm -hmm. conversation with your parents
4: no no not really my parents are very independent They're they're pretty well with it so I haven't really crossed that barrier yet. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but oh, I, oh, you support, are definitely. So I don't have to. Yeah,
2: that's great that you have that relationship with them, and you can advise them, and they can advise you. Tina, it is always great to hear from you, and uh, thank you, and have a wonderful weekend.
4: Thank you. And ladies, Nancy and I can't do this by ourselves. We need you.
0: Thank you.
2: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are here waiting for your calls. That number is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, www.youranonymousfeedback.com. You can take advantage of that. Tell us what you think, and we would, well, love to share it with everyone on the show. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: Well, let's see if we're getting any texts. I know we had anonymous feedback, uh, but uh, we'll get to the text now. And uh, as I say, because of the uh, half-aborted beginning of the show, uh, we're now back live. This is February the 1st, 2020. And if you just happen to go to the kitchen and get a cup of coffee and come back or do whatever you're doing, and you heard my original announcement this morning, you can forget about that. We're at least temporarily back on the sh- on the show live, February 1st, 2020, and you can call us at 877-960-9960. Again, that call-in number is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530.
2: And uh, we're gonna go to Mimi, who's holding. Uh, she's a regular caller. Good morning, Mimi. Welcome to the show.
5: Oh, thank you. Good morning. I'm sorry to hear about your mishap. Hope you're getting better. Yes. Uh, also, I wanted to say that I had to try a few times before I could get through. So tell everyone to keep trying.
2: Oh, thank you for sharing that.
5: Sure. Okay. Um, my, my thought and question is the battery. I haven't had time to attend to my 2004 um, Mercury Grand Marquis battery um, to get it replaced and I wondered, uh, is it how long can I wait? It's been like 10 days, the car just sits. Um, Can I leave it another week or do I have to really get on the stick?
6: Pretty much the only issue that you should have in most cases with this, if the battery's just dead and the car's just kind of sitting for a while, is once you get a new battery in there, when you start the car, it may run a little rough for a little while. Um, the computer's going to forget its program of of what it had learned of how your engine was running. The best thing to do then is just take the car out and just do a nice, gentle test drive for about 15 or 20 minutes, and odds are it should smooth out and settle down for you. And if it does get check engine lights or something like that, then you'd want to check on it. But otherwise, uh, just a short test drive for a little while. Just give it a chance to relearn everything. Oh,
5: thank you. So, uh, but is is it necessary for me to really replace the battery next week, or could I wait another week?
6: I, does it still start the car?
5: Oh no, no, uh, it's dead.
6: Yeah, I, I, you can pretty much wait until you feel like it. Really, it's it's not going to make a big difference if if the battery's already dead at this point. It won't make a difference if you wait another week or even two weeks or longer before you put the new battery in and get it back on the road. I just wouldn't give it more than, like, two or three weeks because you don't want to take a chance on other things going on, like the the fuel getting too old, which, you know, uh, sitting for a a month or more, fuel can start to degrade and things like that.
5: Oh, I didn't know. Okay, well, I appreciate your help. You're very, very helpful. Have a wonderful day, and um, I hope people can get through. Thank
2: Thank you, you, Mimi. It was great hearing from you. Stay in touch. Uh, we are going to go to John from Palm City can't tell you how happy I am that John got through and uh, John uh, we forgot our information and briefcase and uh, this morning I was going to thank you for being so kind uh, to send me so much information that Earl and I took a look at and uh, I want to thank you for your dedication and I found uh, your material very helpful so welcome to the show
7: Welcome back, Nancy.
2: I oh, thank you. I hope you get a
7: fast recovery, and I'm glad I got through. I understand technical problems, and I'm pretty much in a remote part of Palm City, as you go into Okeechobee, so sometime I don't even get good radio reception. Mm. But here's the good news with your radio station. Not only that they're great for handling your show, and also on every Tuesday in Stewart, they sponsor a largest cruise night of all cars and Collector Cars in South Florida. Hmm. And they had a major sponsor of it.
3: Hmm. And it's
7: held at the Lowe's um, Home Center, which is across from uh, Wallace Cadillac. So my kudos to this radio station for not only handling your show, but also to run this largest show in uh, uh, South Florida from Collector Cars.
2: Thank you. So I Thank just you. want
7: to give a, a congratulations to the radio station and we all understand that there's technical problems. The first thing is, I just remembered something. When the woman just called now with a Mercury, we mentioned part sources, and Earl talked about rockauto.com for your modern parts, Mm -hmm. and the Mercury uh, put me in mind that Chevrolet, Pontiac, Camaro, T-Bird, including her Mercury, one of the largest sources, and they're right here in Florida, but they're all over the United States, For automobile parts, for parts of older cars, is National Parts Depot. I think they're in Orlando area. It's an 800 number, 874-7595. Then, the one that's very obvious, people don't even know about them, for Mercedes-Benz parts, they have, this is Mercedes directly, but not your regular Mercedes number. It's there on Facebook it's uh for instance a woman with a 64 a mercedes 230 sl they needed an axle they have a brand new in stock brake parts suspension parts mostly for older uh, mercedes classic cars and it's a direct number mercedes but it's not mercedes you know the actual mercedes number it's a division of them eight six 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 two two Five two seven seven. Then there's many other groups uh, for Buick, Cadillac, Pontiac, Chevy. One of them is Original Parts Group, 800-243-8355. So for people like with Saturn, Mercury's, Pontiacs, and they're worried about these firms that I talked about, they can research it further, mm-hmm. have brand new parts, mechanical parts available, so that they don't get stuck or have to junk their cars, Uh, they can keep them going with these part sources. So I just thought I'd mention it. Thank you. And I want to mention something else, too. One of the things that I I mentioned to Nancy, when I got out of college, I met a junkyard man in Mount Vernon, New York, tremendous amount of parts and and cars. I mean, probably the biggest in the United States, one in Russia. Hmm. But I got a very good lesson from him. His philosophy on life was unbelievable. And what he said to me, and I'll never forget it, and it worked, he said to me, behind every good man is a woman. Uh. And I don't want to guess, I don't know the (laughs) background of Earl and Nancy, but I wouldn't doubt if Earl, who wasn't the most straightest car dealer when he mentioned and entered in 1968, but I'll bet you Nancy Stewart had a lot to do, would turn him completely around. well you're right about you that. You think I'm right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I. That's the reason they call me the recovering car dealer. That's I started recovering well, about the time that we met. So it was, uh, it was uh, meant to be.
7: Well, I can attest to that to myself. So I'm glad to hear there's another actual case, and I kind of was suspicious that that's what happened.
2: Thank you so much, John.
7: Behind a good man is a woman. Yep.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. I uh, really Welcome appreciate
0: back, Nancy. it. Thank you so much, John. Back. Okay, okay. Please call again, John. We miss you there for a while, and I know the technical problems are hard to overcome. But you know, we count on you. You're uh, been with us longer than anybody. You go back to the very beginning when Nancy and I were only on for a short time—half hour, one hour, an hour, two hours. So uh, you're part of the show. Uh, we we yeah, miss you when you definitely. when you don't call.
2: Yeah, John was very instrumental in uh, making us part of making us happen so thank you john and thank you so much for the compliment you're a great person uh 877-960-9960 and you can text us at 772-497-6530 and uh, as usual we will have the mystery shopping report coming up and uh, i see that we have a call from california so we're going to go to rob good morning rob good morning thank you for waiting
8: absolutely uh thanks for being there i appreciate what you guys do um you guys have been a big help um i'm looking to buy a new car i'm probably about two weeks out i've spent the last four to five months gathering information researching i've listened to your podcast i've binged it recently a few other podcasts websites etc um i figured out what car i want i'm getting a. 2020 honda civic hatchback and i'm going to be adding about two thousand dollars worth of dealer installed options that i've selected and i'm going to make sure that there's no other options other than those Mm -hmm. um i'm planning to buy probably around president's day um i'm pre-approved through my credit union for an auto loan um Mm -hmm. the terms were exactly what i want up to thirty thousand dollars uh, 2.74% for 60 months, which I plan to pay it off sooner. Mm-hmm. I'm also a Costco member, ah. and I plan to follow the directions that you have on your blog, which are great, by the way,
3: mm-hmm.
8: and get an out-the-door, out-the-door price, no hidden fees. Um, once I have my Costco price, is there a point in using another online buying site? Am I simply going to get, am, am I simply going to hit the same dealers twice with the same services with different services or i
1: mean does that even make sense um uh, this is hey uh rob this is Stu. um i think you should just to play it safe because we've done when we did a series of costco mystery shops uh, last year um we found that some the costco price that they they didn't follow the program is what happened and the costco price was actually higher than their online price in one case in another case the true car price was better so um you got to keep them honest and
0: stay in contact with costco you're already registered and uh, they know you're out there looking and they want feedback from you so as stu said check if you could check with at least one other uh, preferably two other uh, costco members uh, and compare the prices and uh you know i just when you were talking what was going through my mind is rob is the uh, car buyer of the future you're the 21st century consumer personified and you are the consumer the car buyer that is feared by car dealerships and that's not tongue-in-cheek the whole industry the whole retail car industry is very frightened about the fact that we have people like you rob that go out there and do their homework Uh, When you do what you do, you will buy your new Honda Civic 2020 uh, for an extremely good price, in fact, a better price than anybody else will, and the dealer will not make uh, much money. He may make no money. Um, It will be a very small profit to him. And if that happened uh, nationwide and there were many, many more people like you, it would mean the demise of the retail car dealership as we know it today. So congratulations, and uh, it really means a lot to us that you got some of the knowledge uh, from our show, and we'd love to hear back from you uh, after you buy the car. In fact, I'd love to hear the price that you paid out the door, and I'd like to broadcast that to the listeners around here because if you do your homework like you did and buy the car the way you will buy the car, Uh, You'll buy the car for thousands of dollars less than a lot of people are buying that exact same car for
8: I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to try not to feel too guilty
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't know. No, the times are (laughs) changing Don't beat yourself up It's the car dealers that are out of sync They're operating in the last century And they're the only retailer I know of that has not entered the 21st century And they're entrenched by state franchise laws protecting them so uh, you're right, and they're wrong, and they're going to have to adopt. They're going to have to change radically, uh, whether they like it or not, the way they retail cars. And as I say, you are the spark, and people listening to you uh, will do what you did, and more and more people will begin to shop and buy cars the right way. But i uh, love to hear from you next week or the week after, whenever you consummate the deal.
8: Absolutely, and I appreciate you being uh, the fuel that's helping the spark.
0: Thank you, Rob.
2: Thank you so much, Rob. Stay in touch. 877 960 9960, or you can text us at 772 497 6530. Don't forget www.youranonymousfeedback.com. And uh, I want to introduce our next guest that's calling, and he is a fabulous person. I think that everything he touches, uh, well, you might say he's got the Midas touch. Uh, Barry, welcome to the show.
9: <laughs> oh, I have the Midas touch. Sheldon yeah. <laughs> and
0: Brian with Barry O'Brien. Good morning. Good
9: morning.
0: morning. How are you good morning.
9: Yeah, good to be back on the air on that station. I was on there a few years ago. Yes. Oh.
0: You have a great radio voice. Can I set the premise, uh, just uh, lay the groundwork? Barry, uh, in full transparency disclosure, uh, is a friend I've known for a while and learned a little bit of what I know on radio from Barry. He's a professional and I'm an amateur, and uh, but he's really a great guy. And he read a blog that we wrote a little while ago uh, about the bogus charges that are that are. Snuck, they sneak him in on you when you exercise your option to purchase. And uh, he read the blog, and he was in the process of exercising the option to purchase. So with that framework, Barry, I'd love to hear your story. Plus, Barry says he has a solution to that threat. So can't wait to hear, well, Barry.
9: We'll see if we have a solution. Um, the the vehicle is uh, it's a, a Kia Cadenza, uh, which I leased for two years, and I leased it from North Lake Kia, and uh, and this is not a knock on North Lake Kia. They seem to do fine. I think I got a fair price and everything, mm-hmm. and the lease agreement was uh, was uh, given by, by Kia, okay? And in other mm-hmm. words, it's a motor vehicle lease agreement from Kia Finance, yes. but North Lake Kia filled out all, of, all the blanks, okay? Mm-hmm. They put in my name and the costs and all that stuff okay mm, all right now when you get to the part of ex- uh, excuse me a purchase option at the end of lease term it says you have an option to purchase the vehicle from us now in my mind that means Kia that doesn't mean North Lake Kia because sure. the agreement is with Kia that's who I make my payments to you can purchase the vehicle from us at the scheduled end of the lease term as is where is. From us or a party we designate for the residual value on line 7D, plus a purchase option fee of zero dollars and zero cents. And I look and I go, that's perfect okay, <laughs> because I have read that if you go to take the uh, if you go to purchase your car at the end of the lease and you go to the dealer, they can add fees to it. But if you do it directly through the leasing company, yes. it may not cost you any fees. But then the next sentence says uh if you purchase a vehicle through the originating dealer name section one which is North Lake Kia mm-hmm. instead of the purchase option fee you will pay a fee to such dealer in the amount of one thousand ninety eight dollars now that's eleven hundred dollars <laughs> so when I looked at the when I looked at the residual value of this car it was i think it was like 16 grand sixteen five. And I said, and that's a pretty fair price, and I have very low miles on it, and I like the car, so I said, that's a pretty good deal. Well, all <laughs> of you add $1,100, it's not such a good deal. So I called the Kia 800 number for the lease end termination. What they told me was that since Kia does, and, and you can fill me in, on the, you're the expert on the cars, If I understood this correctly, because Kia does not own any dealerships in the state of Florida. Florida and four other states do not allow them to sell the car directly to me that I would have to go through the dealer. This is correct. This is correct. Okay. Okay. But the guy on the phone, it sounded like he wanted to tell me a little more, but he couldn't. Mm -hmm. And what he said... What he said was, you get to the dealer, and uh, if you don't like what they tell you, call us back, and we might have a workaround. I was <laughs> uh, like, well, tell me the workaround now. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. so I called North Lake Kia. I couldn't get through. Their, their automated voice thing said something like, welcome to North Lake Kaya. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to pick on them. Well, I wasn't having any luck getting a hold of anybody, so I used one of their chat things on their website. In about three minutes, a woman called me, and she must have been on commission to get people to come in and say, oh, Mr. O'Brien, if you come in in the next two days, we've got the most incredible deals, whatever. It's like, you're not paying any attention to the (laughs) deal. All right. So I called back. I go, all right, we're not getting anywhere here. And... I called back to uh, Kia, and I happened to get the same guy on the phone, and he gave me the name of a company, he says, call this company, and they can help you, and it was called, where is the, where's my paper here, Innovative Funding Services, Innovative Funding Services, now for all I know, it could be a wholly owned subsidiary of Kia, I don't know, but I talked to a very nice woman there, she was in Austin, Texas. And she said, "No, we can. We do this all the time. We can provide you with the uh, with financing for the car when it's over. You don't have to go to the dealer, and there is there will be no fee." Hmm. Now, I wasn't my lease isn't up until May, so I couldn't really get into the discussion of it. I have I have eight hundred credits for, it, so I know I'll get a a really good interest rate. But it sounded like I didn't have the option to actually pay cash. If I wanted to give them a check for $16.5 plus Mm -hmm. tax and all that other stuff, Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's an option. So that's where I am right now. I don't think I can get any really more information in a couple of months. But Mm -hmm. my point on this is that Kia instituted, instigated, whatever you want to call it. They came into a a motor vehicle lease agreement with me. They prepared it. Mm -hmm. And it says... You Have the option to purchase the vehicle from us exactly at the schedule, end of the lease. Blah, blah, blah. Well, if they're not allowed to do it, then obviously I don't have the option to purchase it from them.
0: Well, it's, it's that was a, uh, the subject of my blog. Was this sounds like a, a bad faith contract? You you probably heard the terms and contracts, they have to be in good faith. Uh, if I do a contract uh, with uh, you uh, to uh, uh, c- cut your finger off, and you agree to it. That's not a good faith contract. Uh, you have to you have to have that good faith. And when the Kia leasing company contracted with you to <laughs> lease the car with an option to buy uh, at this price with no fees, then th- they have to do that. And I I think it's uh, grounds for a lawsuit. And I know you don't want to have any part of that. A lot of people don't want uh, want to get involved with lawyers. Um, the advice I gave to uh, Barry, uh, to you, Barry, uh, was to shop other Kia dealers, find one with a lower dealer fee, or some that would just waive the dealer fee. It would be their option. Uh, A competitor might do that. I mentioned Gunther Kia in Fort Lauderdale because I've known the Gunther family for 50 years, and they're honest people. They're transparent. Uh, They might do you a favor to waive it. Um, Back on the uh, earlier question, Barry, uh, F- Florida law and almost the law in all 50 states requires that every car be retailed, every new car be retailed by a franchise new car dealer. And what I said earlier in the show, they're entrenched, they have a monopoly Nobody can retail a car, not even a man. Manufacturers are, are prohibited by law from retailing cars. They have to be. These are state laws that were lobbied in by dealers and dealer associations, polit- political action committees, and uh, they basically bribed all the f- state legislators to give them monopoly on selling cars, and that's the reason they get away with bloody murder. But uh, I would try calling Gunther or some other dealer A competitor of North Lake Kia might just have fun by taking away the business and depriving them of their $1,098 dealer fee. I know I would. Yes. Well, (laughs) Earl, I have a question. Yeah.
9: What is is the story with the other manufacturers? What does Toyota do? uh, Does somebody whose lease is ending on Toyota, can they... And they it through Toyota, or
0: do they have to go through you? They have to go through a Toyota dealer, anyone in the state of Florida. Actually, Kia has got a better deal. Uh, The Kia lessor uh, has a better deal than Toyota. Toyota, uh, when someone has their option to purchase, uh, has a uh, purchase option fee that they charge. And then on top of that, the Toyota dealers charge their own dealer fee. We don't. Uh, we, we don't charge any fee when someone returns a car to our dealership but we're one Toyota dealer out of 270 or something like that in the southeast United States So uh, for southeast Toyota but all the other Toyota dealers will charge you their dealer fee there's, there's dealers we know uh, Al and Toyota and Coconut Creek uh, their dealer fee is over $2,000 you exercise your option to purchase they'll charge you over $2,000 dealer fee
9: so this is a, this is the way with every, every manufacturer in the state of Florida.
0: Well, the manufacturers don't have anything to do with deal- dealer fees. In California, uh, they're limited by law to seventy-five dollars for a dealer fee. In Florida, oh, no, no,
9: I didn't I didn't mean the dealer fee. I mean with the manufacturer. Manufacturers. manufacturers. Least vehicle you can't buy it directly from. No. The- Manufacturer, you have to go through a dealer. Exactly,
0: and that's part of the reason that the car dealers are operating in the 20th century because they are, it's like having a lifetime uh, agreement to sell cars in retail. You can't have any competition, uh, nobody can compete against you, with, uh, a Toyota dealer in Florida, unless Toyota gives them a franchise which is approved by the state. And the state will not approve a franchise if it's too close to another dealer. And so you have a monopoly. Every car dealer in Florida and every state has a virtual monopoly uh, that is required by state franchise law, which is lobbied in by car dealers. Even the manufacturers don't like the idea, but we are as a as a car dealer. I love it because I have a unique ability. Uh, nobody can come and compete with me. I'm gonna sell my Toyotas, and if you don't have a franchise from Toyota approved by the state, you cannot compete with me.
9: hmm Interesting. Well, I learned I learned a lot here today. <laughs> you gave me a little bit more information.
0: Well, Barry, I can't wait to see how this thing gets resolved, and. Um, uh, when you call the Gunther in Fort Lauderdale, just say you're a friend of mine, and that uh, I think I think they know me, and uh, I-, I used to uh, compete with them years ago. Uh, they were uh, a monster dealer while well, I was a monster dealer many years ago, and they were the most honest competitor we had back then. And uh, they are.
9: Well, I am the Earl. I am still available for adoption, so you know, <laughs> you know your son <laughs> might like an older brother. And, uh, <laughs> I, I would like the company car, but it
3: doesn't
0: that well. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Well, we'll start with lunch, and then we'll talk about the adoption.
3: <laughs> That's a deal. All right, Earl, thank
0: you so Thank much. you, Barry. Great call. I really appreciate it.
2: Nice hearing from you, Barry. Good luck. Uh, we are going to go to Charles, who's been holding for quite a while from West Palm Beach, and this is the first time that he's called to show. Welcome, Charles. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you today?
10: I uh i'm doing good i hope you can resolve my uh, my problem i was leasing a uh, a toyota and after three years i turned it into uh, i bought a buick i'm leasing a buick now uh, i turned it in on january 2nd uh to a local buick dealer and um, the salesman went over the car, looked at it, checked it in, uh, didn't find any problems with it. Yesterday, I got in the mail uh, that I owe them $551. Part of it is wear and use, mm-hmm. excessive wear and use, and the other is a disposition fee. Mm-hmm. Now, who's Responsible, me or the Buick dealership? Did you say you they leased a. a car uh,
0: Charles, did you say you leased a Toyota or a Buick? A
10: Buick.
0: A Buick, okay, I'm sorry, misunderstood. Uh, this is uh, unfortunately standard procedure uh, with leasing companies, and they all have the lease disposition fee, uh, which. Um, if you, uh, no, if you, who did you lease the Buick from?
10: Uh, Delray.
0: Delray Buick. Um, the disposition fee shouldn't be charged if you lease another Buick. Uh, uh that is my understanding, it's the way it is with Toyota and most other manufacturers. Uh,
6: Rick, well, he's, he said he had a Toyota, but he switched to a Buick yeah. and switched his Toyota right. lease. Traded it in and got a Buick lease. Okay, but you didn't turn your Toyota lease
0: into the Buick dealer. did you?
10: Yes, I did.
0: Okay, that's what that's what uh, puzzled me because uh, you, the, normally uh, t- Toyota requires that you turn your car into a Toyota
1: dealer, and uh, or it they. Way g- of it. Well, let me jump in. If you, if the the way the Toyota lease works in the Southeast, at least, um, if you release a Toyota or you finance another Toyota um, with Southeast Toyota Finance, um, they will waive the disposition fee. If you go from a Toyota um, and you don't release, like you did, you went and bought a Buick, uh, they're going to charge you the three hundred fifty dollars.
10: I understand that. Yeah. In fact, it's in the uh, in the letter that they sent me. Yeah. But my concern is the one hundred and seventy six dollars for uh, excessive wear and use. What was
0: the, specifically? Did they give you a uh, detail on that? Uh, they did. did they, yes. they, what was the detail?
10: Um, curb rash, dense chips, mm-hmm. light scratch, heavy scratch. Yeah. Uh, they show no pictures. Mm-hmm. They sent one picture with us, which was uh, the front of the car. Mm -hmm. But when I turned it into Buick, um, they found no chips or scratches. Now, perhaps that happened at the Buick dealership. Sure, yeah.
1: Yeah, entirely possible. Did you uh, have the uh the official like they the, they recommend getting an inspection done they send somebody out to your house take a look at it did did that happen
10: uh, I I didn't no
1: Yeah that was um they will usually will send so who sent you the pictures that came in from Southeast Toyota Finance after it was uh Correct. turned in The Correct. best course of and action later. Yeah it's it's tough to take care of that if there is a um because the Toyota dealers usually have a, um, a relationship with the bank, if there was some kind of disputed um, damage on the vehicle, sometimes mm-hmm. they can intervene in your, on your behalf, and they might be able to waive it or reduce it or something like that. Your best protection, and this will go. Did you when you got the Buick? Did you lease that or did you buy it?
10: Yes, I'm leasing it.
1: It's really important because they can be real sticklers, and they and they got you because it was in the contract. So. Um, the best way to protect yourself is to get that official inspection done, and they have a. And this is before you turn it in, so you have the opportunity to dispute anything that you disagree with. So if they come up and they say that it's excessive wear and tear, and you think that it's minor and it shouldn't be, then you have an opportunity to talk about it. Then, um, without that official inspection, you're kind of uh, you're kind of hung out there to dry. So.
0: Yeah, Charles, I you know I hate to uh, give you bad news, but that the fact is that when you switch vehicles, you go from one make to another make car, the lessor of the former make uh, has very little uh, They don't love you sympathy. anymore. Yeah, very little sympathy. Uh, if, if you had leased another Toyota, uh, you could have probably probably it down the price, uh, the fact that you leased a Buick. Uh, and that's it's wrong. They were wrong to do yeah. that. Uh, I don't like the whole concept. I think that they should take disposition fees and all the other fees they have an acquisition fee and they have a disposition fee you probably don't didn't even know you paid an acquisition fee uh, this should all be included in their advertised prices but they don't do it all the manufacturers uh, are derelict in this the lessors are derelict in this and it's wrong and you got caught uh-huh. in, in the vice and I'm
1: really very sorry
10: I see okay I'm pretty sure it's I will uh, I will suffer.
1: Yeah. The good news $177 is extremely small compared to some of these bills that we see come yeah. in for yeah, thousands. We, we see them for thousands of
0: dollars, uh, even when they lease another Toyota or buy another Toyota, and we go back and negotiate. Sometimes we can negotiate zero. Uh, we're usually uh, successful in getting some reduction, but that's when they release or uh, or, or buy another Toyota. So $177, uh, you got lucky. and I know it doesn't feel that
1: way, but yeah. you got lucky.
2: Yeah. Very lucky, Charles.
1: When you got that Buick, you went against the family. Yes.
2: yes, exactly. <laughs> and Charles, most times whenever these cars, when you turn your car in and it sits in the lot, um, you know, it could, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. All the scratches, everything you just mentioned could have happened when you yeah. turned it in. Yeah. It, you're not responsible for it. But unfortunately, uh, there are a lot of people who don't take pictures of their vehicle whenever they turn it in. And it sits on the lot and it's, uh, well, they roll the dice and whatever. So, um, as the guy said, uh, you got off easy. So, I can't thank you enough, Charles, for calling the show, and I certainly hope that you stay in touch with us.
10: I certainly will. Thanks very much.
2: You're welcome. Have a great weekend. Our telephone number where we can be reached is 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. We do have a great mystery shopping report, and uh, it's the Takata test again. And that mystery shop comes from CarMax in Boynton. And I think by the expression on the guys' faces, uh, there's YouTube and there is Facebook. And Stu is looking very mysterious. I, 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 I,
0: I just got to say, after this subordinate start to the show, canceling <laughs> the show, restarting the show, we thought this show was going to be a total disaster, but we're getting a lot of
1: calls and a lot of texts yeah. and YouTubes. It's wonderful. And we got yeah. a lot of people watching on Facebook, so... Yeah. Life is good. I've been ensuring for- them are really live. <laughs> we,
2: forgot our, we forgot all our material. Our February 1st, material 2020. Briefcase, Mr. Stewart, and uh, everything was going awry earlier, yeah. and here we are. Successful.
1: Uh, see, I, I knew it was going to turn out okay, but I'm I'm an eternal optimist. This one's oh, really good.
2: He's so sweet. I, I love this one,
1: <laughs> Earl. I would like you to hear a true story as a result of a dealer sh- of dealer shenanigans. I've been purchasing new cars since 1953 and always purchased a car for myself and my wife every two years. Also in Florida since 1972, I have purchased two cars for my wife and myself every four years. In 1991, I had a very bad experience with a dealer who used old school tactics and totally turned me off to buying a car and since then I hardly purchased any cars. I'm financially able to buy any car I, I want any every year but I will not do it. The end result is that up north I have a 2011 steel top infinity convertible and a 2002 Lexus SUV. In Florida, I have a 1998 BMW convertible and a 2001 BMW four-door sedan. As you can see, I hardly ever buy cars anymore because of that bad experience. Mm -hmm. I'm a perfect example of a frequent buyer who was totally turned off by the crap we have to put up at many agencies. As you can readily see, my four cars are a 1998, a 2001, a 2002, and a 2011. I take care of the cars and I'm quite happy not having the newest car on the block. Unable to find a reasonable dealer, it has essentially removed me from the car buying market. As one s- once succinctly said by Lord Bacon, revenge is much sweeter when served cold. Mm-hmm. Thank you for allowing me to vent, one pissed off car buyer. <laughs> you
0: know, that's a classic. Uh, I really love that text because it's, it's true for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, who knows, millions of people. I've talked to so many people that say, I have an older car because I just don't want to go through the painful experience of going into a car dealership. And the manufacturers must realize this too because they sell the cars to the dealers. And I think the manufacturers are caught between a rock and a hard place. They need the goodwill of the dealers. They need to have a relationship with the dealers uh, in order to maximize their new car sales but they also realize that the dealers are frightening away customers, pissing off customers, as the texter said. And people, I guarantee you, people are, almost everybody, buys cars less frequently. Instead of buying every five years, they're buying every six years. Or if they buy every four years, they'd probably be buying every three years. I promise you, if suddenly someone waved a magic wand and everybody operated like a Tesla dealer does, and Tesla dealerships are the exception of the rule, if everybody got treated with courtesy and respect, honesty and transparency, the new vehicle sales in the United States would increase uh, 20%, 30%.
1: I don't know what it would be. But the problem is... he. Uh, Manufacturers know this, but their solution to the problem is to push leasing, which forces you to come back instead of like better behavior. They know
0: it, but they can't do anything (laughs) about it because the dealers are entrenched with state franchise laws. See, the state franchise laws in all 50 states were built originally 100, not 100 years ago. They started probably 50 years ago. Uh, to protect the dealers against the manufacturers the manufacturers at the very beginning when I was a Pontiac dealer in 1968 the Pontiac General Motors were predatory they, they preyed on the dealers they took advantage of them they pushed them around they canceled franchises uh, they put dealers out of business uh, uh, my father was a district manager for Pontiac Motor Division and his instructions when a, one of their dealers passed away This is a true story. They sent, General Motors sent my father into a Pontiac dealership and said, do whatever you do to get her upset enough where she'll sign this agreement to waive the franchise. And he went in there and did what he was ordered to do. That's how predatory and nasty the manufacturers were a long time ago. So it sprang up all over legislators protecting the dealers, and pretty soon dealers are pretty well protected. Do you know in Florida, they have a perpetual contract. Every car dealer in Florida has a lifetime contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, They cannot, uh, a manufacturer cannot cancel a Florida dealer for any reason other than something extreme, like a felony or... You know, uh, something absolutely terrible. A dealer can get away with just about anything in Florida, and they're protected. So the manufacturers have to tippy-toe around the dealers. Hmm. And that's the reason the dealers can get away with anything they want to. Anyway, great text, and I know the manufacturers are squirming now uh, to figure out how they can get out of this situation.
2: Uh, Great answer
0: okay i didn't mean to rant
2: So uh, you're, you're just informing the got audience emo- i got emotional 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 and we are going to go back to Stu or oh, go okay. to rick
1: let's let's let's, let's share attention. A bit.
6: Yeah. i've got one that i think you're gonna like uh david pareto says good morning mr stewart i want to thank you for answering my request for help last week with your son I just want to let you know that i've managed to have them replace my used tires under my yukon xl denali 2020 vehicle however i had to complain to general motors for them to take actions the dealer tried to scam me Hmm. you should do a mystery shop to fountain auto mall of orlando on orange blossom trail especially the service department i am 100 percent sure that they do that practice to place used tires under a new vehicle if you do not buy the warranties that they want to sell you and they profile you. The dealership is under Orlando Automotive LLC. Please advise your listeners to check your tire treads before leaving a dealership, especially if you buy a brand new car or one with low mileage. Thank you." And he also continues to say, I'm still fighting with them to fix the seal of the trunk, I believe the, the AC box, that is filtering air inside the cabin, and they've already changed one but did not fix the problem. I believe that they have two more strikes, and then do I have a lemon?
0: Well, yeah, you have uh, three attempts documented, by the way. You have to put this in writing, uh, document three attempts, and you have uh, action under the lemon law in Florida. So uh, thank you very much for that, YouTube. And uh, we just may shop on uh, the uh, Fountain Auto Mall in
1: Orlando. That's, that's uh, only a couple hours drive. Yeah, we're going to hit the parks, do a little Universal, Harry Potter World, yeah. Disney. I'll, hey, do, I'll do it. Nobody knows me up there. Why is your thunder going to take the kids? <laughs> no, 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 no. I can do that. I'm unknown in Orlando. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. Really <laughs> yeah. Here I'd be spotted. So, Okay. All right, this is another text. This is from Joe. It says, Earl, when checking out—this this one's fantastic, by the way. Earl, when checking out and testing a used car prior to purchase, it's easy to do if you have a list to follow. If you don't have a list, chances are you're going to miss most of the parameters needed for a complete and definitive test. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know where a list can be obtained? And if you do not, can someone on your staff—he's talking about me—prepare <laughs> <laughs> this aforementioned complete and definitive uh, test list and post it online? And let me just jump in. That's a great idea. We're gonna put together a list of what to look for when you're buying a used car and what to do, and we'll put it on EarlOnCars.com.
0: Yeah, and Rick can uh, help us with the list. I started to say Rick
1: Rick, Rick will make the list, and I'll post it online.
0: (laughs) I I, I started to say the gold checklist, but I I think that needs some modification, you know,
6: the uh, certified. Well, there are things that that a general consumer, anyone can look at on the car to try to get an idea if there's an issue with them or not. But then there's also things that you're going to want to take the car to a qualified mechanic to have it fully inspected but on I'm, any used car that you're looking but at. But I'm thinking with
0: this list, they could give the list to the qualified mechanic. And, Absolutely. Uh, you don't want to make it too detailed because then you're talking about a lot of yeah. time and money. Right.
6: But a basic inspection and yeah. things under the car. Yeah in the engine things like that yep
1: and it could also include things just things to ask about um smells to look out for even just general advice you know like taking it to another mechanic and things like that bullet bullet holes uh, bullet holes uh yeah bodies in the trunk um right but also running the vin checking for recalls stuff that you got to do every time you look at a used car all right uh here's a question for earl do you always have to go to court uh for a depreciated value claim is there anything you should know specifically before proceeding? I'm talking about diminished value, I'm, su-
0: I'm assuming. Yeah, on diminished value, when you, uh, re- you wreck a car, uh, the insurance company pays to fix the car, but they don't take into account the fact that the mere wreck itself diminishes the value. You can have a, a wreck car fixed to perfection, where it looks just like new. But still, CarMax or Carfax, I should say, and AutoCheck are going to have a record of that. And when you go to trade it in, they're going to know your car was in an accident, and they'll get $1,000, 2000 4000 depending on the severity of the accident and the type of car. So, uh, yeah, uh, you 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 should always ask for that, and many times the insurance company will step up at the plate. You do not have to go to trial or go to the court. If you do, um, then you do, but you're going to win if, if, if you're, in fact, um, insurance company will not reimburse you. It's, uh, they will always hold for the owner of the car in, in
1: a diminished value case. Okay. Um, good morning. This is another text. Good morning. Have you all considered revealing the name of the dealer and the brand slash model of the vehicle right after you all finish with the grading? I feel there may be some bias during the evaluation process. Perhaps it should be mysterious to everyone else on the panel as well. Thanks and have a great weekend.
0: Hmm. Uh, Yeah, I I wrestle with that a little bit. I mean, sometimes we didn't used to mention it and then we just started doing it. Uh, I think part of the reason we mention it is we would like the dealer that we are doing the mystery shop on to tune in. And uh, uh, we think that uh, it's just fun when they do that. Uh, We tell the truth. It's kind of like an in-your-face thing. I mean, I admit it. that we brag about the fact that we've never been sued, and we tell the truth, and you can't sue somebody for libel and slander if you tell the truth. So we're saying when we name ABC Dealership that we're going to be shopping, and we'll read the report at the end of the show, we're hoping everybody tunes in. The owner, the sales manager, the salesman, we hope they're all gathered around the radio, and then we can tell the story, and they can... Yeah. yeah, like it or lump it.
1: And, and I mean, obviously, you know, we're human, so you know, bias creeps into everything all humans do. Yeah. But I can tell you, I mean, listen, we've we've had some pretty I'll just say here, crappy dealers uh, that we've given, pass- given passing grades to. Yeah. And we've given some bad grades to some good dealers. So I think we keep it pretty fair. But we, we,
0: we try. And Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we, pro- we are biased. I mean, we're biased
0: because we're, we're in the, the business. Yeah. Uh, we, we're in the trenches. We compete with these uh, people that don't play fair. And that's one of the reasons we feel biased.
2: Yeah. And mm-hmm. we get to the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Uh, we share it all. Uh, it's evenly divided I have a text from Fort Worth, Texas from Sylvia and Sylvia owns a uh, Jeep Wrangler and she says uh, you know for a woman she just enjoys tearing up the uh, trails and the terrain that way and uh, she wants to know uh, even though it's a do anything uh, go anywhere of Jeep why does she have so many problems with it and why are they so popular? well, I can tell you Sylvia uh, that they're popular because well you're part of a cult and as far as reliability, I'll let Rick answer that
6: Jeeps are sexy yeah that they, they are you know, sexy cool
0: vehicles I want to drive a Jeep I mean I i see a jeep i say boy that looks like fun that was part of and then i sober up and i say you know if i (laughs) drove if i drove the jeep i could be killed they're not safe uh i'd spend a fortune (laughs) on repairs and insurance and uh
2: is that your body you're talking about repairing or the jeep
0: (laughs) well just check consumer reports it's just not a good product but they're fun
2: well (laughs) uh, sylvia she agrees with you and she said it in her text that they're sexy and that was the reason why, one of the reasons why she purchased it.
6: There are videos online of people, now granted these are modified jeeps but they're still road roadworthy. they can be driven legally on the road and yet they will drive them up a rock wall that nobody in this room would be able to climb up (laughs) and these jeeps will drive up that wall it's amazing what they can do and yet the Jeeps that you find in the showroom, those brand new Jeeps on the dealers lots, just they're not a well built vehicle. They're it, not a reliable
1: vehicle. Is that the vehicle. Jeep Spider
0: Man? If, if it weren't for Jeep Very much so. If, if it weren't for Jeep, <laughs> Fiat Chrysler would be bankrupt. Yep. They're hanging on by a thread. There's talks of bankruptcy. There's talk they're trying to merge their but the Fiat Chrysler, Jeep Dodge uh, manufacturer uh is uh, hanging on by a thread and the only profitable thing they got going for them is this uh crappy product a uh, jeep which is also uh, it's got the magnetism and charisma that sells millions of jeeps worldwide and it's keeping them afloat I see what's happening eventually. Um, the Chrysler Jeep, uh, the whole corporation, will go down. Jeep will survive, and somebody will buy the Jeep franchise because of the name and the charisma. Yeah. And then if they're really lucky, they'll make it safe and reliable.
6: That will yeah. be a real challenge. And the, the other thing it seems with Jeeps is that they are one of the most, I'll call it modifiable vehicles out there, that is the sort of thing that if you if your finances are there, you can spend three times the price of the original Jeep modifying it and building it yeah. into this monster creation of, of your own.
2: Yeah, we've seen them.
6: And it just seems like there's no other vehicle out there that has that
2: ability, that mold
6: ability, that, that, that mm-hmm. clay factor that you can create it into your own. Yeah. Like a Jeep. I mean, they're just they awesome that way. I think
2: that, uh, Sylvia, as far as uh, you talking about it being expensive to uh, take care of your Jeep, I think that if you maintain it and you just keep an eye on things, you're going to get what you give. So uh, I hope we've all answered your question. Uh, Our number here is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Howard, and he's calling us. From Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Welcome.
11: Uh, how's your day going, guys? Wonderful. Exciting.
0: We've had an exciting day so far. It has improved. Great. Yes.
11: <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I got a, um, a question to ask you. Um, I have a cousin who lives in Atlanta, and mm-hmm. uh, the humidity is, is terrible in the summertime. She has a, a 2006 Cadillac, and uh, I'm trying to convince her to trade it in. She mm-hmm. says there's no trade-in value on a 2006 Cadillac. And that's that was her only reason why she wants to keep it. She says, I have a very good um, mechanic. He takes care of it, and there are no problems. Mm-hmm. So I told her the problems with the uh, Cadillac in the future, and I convinced her to uh, trade it in or sell it or donate it to a church, and she did it. Now, my question to you is, what method did I use to convince her to trade in the Cadillac? There's one specific point that I told her that is very important you trade in this Cadillac because this is going to happen. What do you think that was?
0: Uh, they would uh, trash the product and say Cadillac isn't a good product? Or, uh, no,
2: no, I,
11: no. no. I, uh, something that could go wrong with a Cadillac... Uh, because it's a 2006.
2: 2006. Uh, Howard, would you? Would is it the be answer? the airbag? Takata airbag?
11: You got it. Ooh. You got uh-huh. it. I told
2: it. That's what I was going to say. You
11: live in you live in hot Atlanta. Humidity. Uh-huh. 2006 uh, Cadillac. Uh, even though I, the, the uh, airbag was not recalled, but uh, a 14-year-old airbag my estimation is it is a dangerous thing am i correct
0: well, you're absolutely right and it's a very good point we have talked about before and we we meant to do some research on that because we know that after 14 years uh, uh, any airbag a healthy good airbag is not going to be too healthy after 14 years and there should be some regulation and we talked about doing some research on that and now you have uh, revitalized our thoughts on that process and we will we will look into it uh, right now as far as I know uh, if you got a 30 year old airbag there's no law saying you can't be driving a car with a 30 year old airbag but we know that's a bad thing but very good point thank you Howard
11: okay so I convinced her finally and, right uh, you know, she uh, went online and uh, I know at one point uh, I don't remember when there used to be a sign on the the uh, a little uh, uh, um, uh, warning saying if your airbag is 10 years old replace it I, I
0: don't, don't know, know if you
11: remember it. that but that was on some cars oh,
0: that was a great idea I've, I haven't seen it but uh, th- that should be the law I mean there should be something people you forget about your airbag particularly if you haven't had an accident and you forget about it and you don't think about it and then, you know, when you need it you want it to be there and it might not be
11: yeah, no, she, she, she loved the mechanics they took care of her, uh, yeah. you know, and and uh, she wasn't worried about the uh, the uh, <coughs> safety features on the new cars yeah. compared to the Cadillac. But when I told her about the airbag, and then she uh, she went online and she really found out about it. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: well, you're a good yeah. friend, Howard. I'm glad you gave her that advice.
11: Yeah, I know, and I just figure Atlanta with the uh, the humid summers and oh man, you know, and, uh, not a good idea. That's now let a- me ask you this question, Rick. Let me ask Rick. If you live in arizona would the airbag uh, deteriorate because there's no humidity
6: i'm gonna say yes it will but not as as quickly a a rate because one of the things that they did state was that high humidity and heat were the bigger issues um i think it would still it's still going to age but not like they do in the humid areas like yeah, the NHTSA, uh, Texas, Louisiana, Florida. NHTSA, if you look at any CarMax
0: report, they list all the sunbelt states, and Arizona is one of them. Ah, yeah. But you're right, uh, humidity lore, probably a little better there, but yep. the sunbelt states are named in the NHTSA reports.
11: How about in the Rust Belt states? Uh, with the, <laughs> <with> the, uh, <laughs> Never AMA thought about that. Right? Not as much.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you got a point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It
11: was great talking to you. Have a good day. Thanks, Thanks, Howard. Thanks,
2: Howard. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, guys?
1: Got a lot to get through.
2: Oh, boy. I'll, okay. I'll,
1: I'll speak more rapidly. Actually, I'm going to summarize one. This is one from Brian on the west coast of California who got a, a kick at my remark last week. <laughs> I'm kind of like, there's only one coast in California. But uh, Anyway, I'm going to summarize it. Basically, he told the story of his dad who just leased a, um, a 2020 Toyota Corolla um, from Frontier Toyota. And the salesperson was Drew, and he just wanted to say it was an amazing experience. They were honest, transparent. They lived up to their promises. They told, did everything by the phone and by email. And uh, when they showed up at Frontier Toyota, uh, there were no surprises, and he had a great, great experience. So we are endorsing Drew at Frontier Toyota somewhere in California. I guess Google it. <laughs> I don't know exactly where on the West Coast. No, I'm sorry, Valencia. That's just north of uh, you know, the Frontier LA. Frontier
0: is kind of a scary name, though. Kind of, <laughs> I think I'm wild picturing. Wild.
1: I wonder if there's a Deadwood Toyota. That's, I knew exactly you were thinking about that. <laughs> well, you got to cool. Google that know uh, Valencia, California is just to the north of uh, like downtown Los Angeles. Oh. I know because my son's first college choice is in Valencia, CalArts. Oh. Um But th- th- uh, thanks, Brian, and uh, and I hope people are listening out in California and give, give uh, Drew a shot. Um, got a question from Bob. Wants to know if the if it's true that the Toyota Venza is coming back. Um, he needs a five passenger SUV, and Rav4 is too small, Highlander is too large. Uh, the rumor is true. The Venza. A beloved model that would that died too soon is coming back as a hybrid. So that's true. And Anne Marie, uh, longtime texter, says, "Good morning. I hope you have a speedy recovery, Nancy."
2: Thanks, Anne Marie.
1: Uh, she says, "I'd like to make an observation. Automobile dealers spend a lot on advertising. It seems that the positive word of mouth would be the best and cheapest form of advertising." Last time I bought a car was such a surprisingly pleasant experience. Respect, no pressure, no dealer fees. Um, that I enthusiastically told everyone I, I knew how happy I was. I suspect other happy cu- customers also behave the same way. Has your advertising budget gone down due to positive word of mouth or, or are all dealers required to spend the same amount in advertising? Just wondering.
0: Anne Marie is so sharp. Mm-hmm. What an intuitive, uh, smart question. You know, in South Florida, Anne Marie, we have a huge influx of new folks. I mean, let's face it, the Sunshine State, South Florida, everybody wants to live in South Florida. And the amount of new folks is, you buy a car every five or six years. So people come down from New Jersey and they move into town. And the word of mouth doesn't work with those because they don't know anybody here. And they might have a few relatives, but it's not like... They were, you know, here for 15, yeah. 20 years. So you have to go out and capture the attention of the people that don't even know that you're there. Uh, you can. Uh, there's businesses in South Florida that, if you're not on television, if you're not on Facebook, if you're not on uh, Google or uh, whatever, uh, they're not going to know you're you're there. So uh, it, it's a kind of a state we're in the uh, kind of an area where we really have to shout and yell and you see a lot of it, too much of it.
1: Yeah. Um, the, the answer is, uh, yeah, word of mouth is the best way to go. Yes. Yep, and uh, car dealers spend, what, about $400 per car sold on average is, is about the average price. Yeah. And if you figure, you, gotta, you can do the math, if a car dealer sells a few thousand cars a year, yeah. That adds up to a lot of money, millions of dollars. If you're in a little
0: bitty town in Kansas, you know, population 50,000, and nobody ever left, and people didn't die that much, then you wouldn't need any advertising at all because everybody knows who you were. If you're a bad guy, you're in trouble. If you're a good guy, you'll sell a lot of cars.
1: Yeah,
2: Word of mouth is so powerful. <clears throat> it's if amazing. You're,
1: if you're in the itty-bitty town in Kansas, they don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we know a guy in, in Amarillo, Texas, who's yeah. got a Toyota dealership. He uh, goes. You, 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 you can watch your dog run away for two days. It's so flat and wide out there. He no. goes. He has no competition. But literally, you got to drive like fifty miles to get to the next Toyota. Yeah, if, and if you want a Toyota, you got to buy it from him. Otherwise, yeah. you know. Thankf- thankfully, for the folks in Amarillo, he is an honest, good guy. So, but he, is, if, yeah. he if he decided to go evil, oh boy, watch out, Amarillo. Oh yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Marie uh, We're going to go to Jim, who's been holding from Lake Worth. Good morning, Jim.
12: Good morning, all. How are you? I'm just fine. How are you? Thanks
2: for tuning in. What can we do for you?
12: Uh, I was just wondering, do you have a, an app that I can listen to your show on my phone?
1: Yeah, yeah, you can um, download get get TuneIn Radio, and you can listen to us live. And um, if you wanted to hear uh, rerun shows, you can use the just the Apple Podcast app, or if you're on a, if you're on a, have an Android phone, you can use Google Play. And um, and just search Earl on Cars. And all the old shows are, are there, and you can listen to anyone you want. Um, and if you want to listen to us live, like I said, tune in radio is probably the best yeah, way.
0: T-U-N-E-I-N. Tune yeah. in. One word. T-U-N-E-I-N. Just download that from the App Store, and you're in business. Yeah, because I tried
12: um Google a while back and, you know, said Earl Stewart car. Show and uh, <laughs> give me all kinds of information about your dealership and everything else, but uh, uh, nothing about the show.
0: Yeah, Earl on Cars. You can also uh, go online to Earl on I mean, Stream Earl on W www.stream, S T R E A M, Earl on Stream Earl on And you can uh, watch us there and listen to us there.
12: Uh, I'll give that uh, what sounds like the easiest. Uh, tune in.
0: Tune in uh, is probably easier, yeah. Yeah.
12: Yeah. Uh, one other uh, observation or question. Uh, I'm on my third train, but when I first
3: <coughs> one,
12: uh, <coughs> what I really always get annoyed about and argue is the, uh, I call it the end of the lease. Is that what you're calling
0: what was it? Uh, Stu, did you get that? No. Okay. Uh, re- repeat the question, please, Jim. Hey, Jim. What was that question? we yeah, you, it broke you, up a little you, bit. You cut out. You cut out on us. Could you repeat the question?
12: Okay. Uh, can you hear me now all right? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Okay. Uh, I was talking about that I had leased a, a terrain uh, the first time uh, from uh, GMC, Buey, Del Delray. And um, I like I was saying, I I, I really get annoyed about the end of lease fee. Now, is that what you were calling a disposition fee a little while ago?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Disposition fee is a gotcha that all leasing companies have in their... Um, fine print, and um, if you release or rebuy the car, then they waive it, but if you don't, they charge it to you.
12: Okay. Well, that's I'm wondering if Toyota uh, GMC or GM financing the first car, or, that or the dealer just wanted to make the deal, they didn't show
0: well the the only the leasing company is the one that can waive the fee. The dealer uh, the dealer can't waive the fee. Now the dealer of course could pay the fee for you, but it's unlikely he would do that.
12: Well, that's probably
0: strange is that's why I, I took the deal on the first uh, Yeah. Yeah, we got a bad was connection. No I'm no. Um, yeah. yeah. just
12: wondering if that does happen.
0: Yeah. Your 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 phone connection's breaking
1: up on this Jim but Yeah, we can continue answering I think it's uh might be the weather.
0: Yeah.
12: Oh, uh, well if you're having a lot of trouble on uh, uh, in the call
0: Well, okay, thanks, Jim. Jim. I I appreciate it. It sounds like it's uh, either in the station or maybe in your phone. I'm not sure what it is, but please call again. Thank you.
2: Yes, please do. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. The guys have uh, a lot of texts, and YouTube's coming in, and our show is definitely a success, but our callers come first. David, good morning from North Palm Beach how are you good morning good morning
9: hi this is david in north palm beach Uh
1: uh-huh
2: welcome to the show david what can we do for you
1: you're on the air i have
9: a technical question i have a 2007 solara they told the tire light is on they told me i needed new sensors i put four new sensors in it what is the button on the left hand side down below how do i reset it after i put the new sensors in my light is still on
6: ah yeah see unfortunately with toyota when you install the new sensors they have to be programmed to the car using a factory tech stream computer and it's something that you'd have to have done at a dealership Um, the button down low on the side there that's only used for when we're resetting tire pressure say you had a, a tire went flat and the light came on because of that you can use that button to turn the light off or to reset the the threshold level of where that light will come on whether it comes on at like 25 pounds 30 pounds or whatever uh but it, once you've when you replace the sensors they've got to be reprogrammed to the car at a dealership how long does that take okay. it takes about 20 or 30 minutes really and
1: okay approximate
9: cost.
1: okay david oh the approximate yeah. cost rick what do you know Uh, If all we're doing
6: is just programming the sensors, I'm going to say about $100. But unfortunately, we need the number off of the sensors. There's actually a number on each individual sensor, a code number, that needs to be programmed in. Uh, So we should be able to get that with our other scan machine that reads those numbers off of it. Okay.
8: Okay, thank you very much. You're a lot of help.
6: Thanks, David
2: okay um, we are going to go to Patricia who is holding from Palm Beach Gardens good morning Patricia
5: good morning how are you doing today
2: welcome to the show are you a first-time caller yes you just won yourself $50 for calling Earl oh, Stewart thanks. on cars and if Thank you, you so much. You're, you're welcome morning. Patricia if you would uh, stay on the line after you ask your question and uh, text your information over to us and i can get that check out to you okay great okay what um, can we do for you ahead.
5: my daughter bought a um lease um car like after the lease at your dealership mm-hmm. and in probably 2013 she's had great luck with it it's a camry but i noticed today when i went up to open the trunk there was like a plastic strip back there but
6: it was all moldy. I don't know if it's under the
5: strip or on top of it, but have
6: you ever seen that? Uh, like on the bumper. Yeah, it's it's like a clear, like a clear tape almost, and then underneath. Yeah, what that is that that clear tape that they put on there is a protector for when you're lifting luggage and stuff in and out of the trunk, so that it will hit the tape and not tear up the paint. And unfortunately, in Florida, our environment is just so crazy, sometimes the moisture gets under there. Um, really, the best thing you can do is find a good detail shop and see if they mm-hmm. can remove that plastic tape and clean it up from there. And odds are, that's going to be your best solution. Yeah, because would
5: they sell pieces of new plastic stuff to put on it? Or? Yeah,
6: you yes, yes. You can get that, that protector. You can get a new one but in order to get the old one off you're going to want to get a good detail shop that has a, a proper heat gun because they're going to need to actually warm that plastic up to a certain degree it's kind of like an industrial hair dryer really but it, and that way yeah. it can be removed cleaned up and have the new one properly reinstalled yeah because
5: her car is so nice and um i walk up and all so moldy i'm like jeez something should be done about that
6: yeah, uh, you, you ought to see some of the cars that I see the inside the gas door. You know, the the fuel refiller lid door. Wow.
2: Yeah.
6: Well, thank you, well, uh, Patricia. That's, thank that's, you for calling. Yeah.
2: Good luck yeah, with your true. dilemma, yeah. Patricia. And, and stay on
0: the line so we thank get you. your uh, contact information and mail you that check for fifty dollars. And
2: thank give you, us so much. give us a call again, Patricia. Spread the word. For we sure. need. All the ladies and their help to build this platform right here at Earl Stewart on Cars. Now back to our texts that are coming in and Mm -hmm. our YouTube.
1: Yeah, we got Steve on Facebook says, "Uh, Last week I asked a question about car buying philosophy. Old school said that if you buy a used car, you're buying someone else's headache. I'm still old school. Nowadays cars are so well made, buying used seems uh, to make more sense. Is there a sweet spot where we get the best value?
0: Used car is the best uh, deal. It's better than a new car. If you find the right used car, you've gotten rid of all the depreciation that you suffer when you drive that brand new car off the showroom floor. Thousands of dollars depreciation. You save that and you just do your research, have the car checked by a mechanic, uh, check the Carfax report, uh, do your uh, homework with consumer reports, buy a reliable car, don't buy a Jeep, and uh, you've got yourself a real bargain. If, if I weren't a new car dealer, I would never buy a new car. If I weren't a new car dealer, I would buy a late model used car and have it checked out carefully. Uh, probably maybe a uh, two year old, three year old, hopefully something that still has some new car warranty left. And all, this, all the safety uh, features. Yeah. You exactly. don't want to go too
1: far back. You want to go too far back, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm not sure about this one. This is from Dave in West Palm Beach. Um, Because if things slow down too much, uh, could you regale us with the story behind the Barracuda? Would love to hear it. <laughs> I'm sorry we don't have time.
2: <laughs> sure, <laughs> come on,
0: Nancy. That's very funny. I love that.
2: That was yeah. my first car. <laughs> and, oh, tell, uh, tell us again
0: uh, about the Barracuda,
2: <laughs> and uh, and you can keep on talking because re- I'm going to talk right over here. I, I replied, and I, re- I had a Barracuda and I was very proud of it. I replied, and girl, I would drove love it you to, like to tell a, that story. <laughs> I drove it like a diva. What did you say? I can come over there
1: i'm scared i'm gonna well no you can't over here. oh i got a boot on that's right
2: <laughs> i could outrun you <laughs>
1: okay let's move along we right got some stuff yeah. well
6: we've, we've got uh, don parsons he's in northern california watching us live on youtube Love right it. now right and early out there and he's asking earl what are your thoughts on the genesis g70 luxury sedan i'm considering the th- 3.3T model. Uh, I,
0: you know, I haven't checked Consumer Reports recently. From what I know about it, uh, it's a quality car, and uh, I think uh, Hyundai has gotten their act together, and uh, they want a, a luxury line. They build it. And um, I think that uh, it's probably a good vehicle. Check out Consumer Reports. That's what I'm doing. When you're buying a Mercedes and you're buying an Audi and you're buying a Cadillac and you're buying an Infiniti, you're playing for the name. Which one is
6: this?
0: The Um, Genesis Genesis G70. G70. Genesis G70. Yeah. Um, Consumer Reports is your best source of reliability, maintenance, cost, insurance, safety. And if it passes the Consumer Reports, I'd go for it there
1: we go jumping over to anonymous feedback (coughs) okay hello earl this is from an anonymous person and by the way we are live february 1st 2020 exactly (laughs) (laughs) hello earl this past weekend show was an incredible episode i love this guy already yeah it just transitioned so well from beginning to end there was excellent conversation insightful commentary i'm just swelling right now Um, Cavelling, as, as my people say. Uh, insightful commentary and just good talk radio. I have a follow-up question to the leather seats topic. I'd like to keep my new fake leather seats in as good of a condition as possible to avoid cracking and fading. There are lots of products out there. What are some good products that Alan has come across? Should one be cautious of products designed for leather when actual car seat is covered in fake leather? Are there cleaners and for protection and protection creams that one can make by mixing products found around the home? I know there are forums and YouTube videos out there, but there is nothing like Alan's input. Thank you. Not Alan. (laughs) I didn't make that up. I'm going to recommend mink oil. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I remember that from when I was a kid. You got mink oil to rub on leather. But honestly, for uh, for fake leather, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and try and channel Alan. Um, I think that you are less likely to damage fake leather if you're just using because it's really a plastic so i think that a mild cleaner um, possibly even maybe a little uh, dish detergent see leather will dry out i think uh, vinyl and things like that don't because it is artificial so uh, maybe a gentle cleaner Uh, rick could chime in because he's a car guy i'm not my best recommendation on leather
6: true leather is a good conditioner like lexol or Neatsfoot oil. But that's he was ma- talking about fake leather, right? Well, that's made out of make for, oil. For fake leather, uh, again, I would stick with a very gentle, gentle detergent yeah. and I would dilute the ever loving out of it with water and have such a mild cleaner and just use that very gently and very sparingly. Does everybody remember rich Corinthian leather? Yes, Ricardo Oh, ah. Yeah, <laughs> was that for Chrysler? That yeah, was a the Chrysler Corinthian. Fifth Avenue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Corinthian leather. That's still a joke. Fifty no. years later, no. yeah, nobody knows what all all The kids don't know what we're talking about. Uh, another anonymous uh, r- r- submission. Hello, Earl. I may have stumbled upon something that, with your consideration and blessing, may be a valuable piece of information for your audience. When I was purchasing my car, there were apparently two distinct types of documents to sign. State-required documents and documents not formulated by the state. Some documents had control numbers with state verbiage in them, while the others had the Mm. dealer's name and logo on them. Mm. Another document was strictly for Sirius XM Radio. Now, I'm not saying that all the documents with a control number or revision dates are, are state documents, but there seemed to be a dividing line. So I, I reviewed every document, but paid extra attention to the dealer-drafted documents. One in particular was the arbitration agreement mm-hmm. in regards to issues raised against the dealer. Mm-hmm. I refused to sign this document. To my surprise, <laughs> yeah, round of applause for you, very brave, but to my surprise, the general manager instructed the finance manager to proceed with the handwritten note, quote, customer does not agree. Having said that, I believe all the documents should be reviewed, questioned, and the deal should be stopped if you don't understand what you are agreeing to. What are your thoughts? Thank you, super anonymous incognito guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're also super smart, and uh, uh, we haven't got enough time in the show to cover it, but arbitration is really one of my hot buttons. Uh, all car dealers, except for our dealership, uh, requires you sign an arbitration agreement before you buy the car. And uh, you waive your right to a jury trial, to a trial by your peers. Uh, When you sign an arbitration agreement, you agree to have any disputes with the dealer uh, resolved by a panel of arbitrators. Now arbitration companies, they're professional companies, they get paid, they're on the payroll of the dealerships or the manufacturers or the company the arbitration uh, people are in the pocket of the companies because that's where all the business come from. The customer, the person that might have the dispute, they might have once in a lifetime, they'll have an issue in front of you of the arbitration panel. So it's clearly uh, evident that the arbitration panels are biased to the dealerships. I, I think it's outrageous that you have to sign that. Congratulations to this texter for refusing to sign it, and if you read the vehicle buyer's order when you buy a car it'll be right there. I recommend you cross it out and say I'm not buying the car uh, if you make me sign this arbitration agreement because if you screw me I want to be able to sue you and take you to court and I'm not going to waive that right. As an American I won't
1: waive my rights. That whole that whole topic just kind of rubs all of us the wrong way here. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It, it's If all the bad things car dealers do, taking away one of the fundamental rights in the Constitution yeah. is a right uh, yeah. to attack. And the lawyers
0: said it too. When we dropped the arbitration fee from our agreement, what did our lawyers say? Oh, you can't do that. Yeah. No, you can't do that. You're going to get sued by everybody. And you know what? We don't ever get sued. Oh, <laughs> huh? well,
1: we have. Well, you know. <laughs> we're always right. Well, we... we, (laughs) just kidding. Um, Circling back to the question about the Hyundai Genesis, I looked on Consumer Reports, and it gets a really good score. Um, It gets a 5 out of 5 on predicted reliability. Um, It gets a a 74 out of 100 on the road test, uh, but that's a subjective opinion, even by Consumer Reports. And the predicted owner satisfaction is a 4 out of 5, and it gets an overall 82 score in the range of all their tested luxury vehicles, um, it goes from 51 up to 88, so it's on the upper end of the luxury vehicles um, by Consumer Reports. Go
0: buy that Genesis. Great car. Yeah. Hey, we're running out of time here. I think we better do our mystery shopping report.
2: Absolutely.
0: And we yeah. can come back to the text later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay? Uh, mystery shop of CarMax in Boynton Beach. And it was another Takata test. The recalls keep coming. Last week it was Honda and Toyota recalling $6 million, $6 right million vehicles for defective airbags. Toyota's recalled airbags uh, may not deploy properly due to a defective electronic control unit. Honda's problem was a new twist on the old familiar Takata issue. In this case, improperly sealed airbag inflators may either deploy too forcefully or not forcefully enough. It's a mess, truly. And just before these massive recalls, yet another round of Takata recalls were in the news, affecting 10 million. I just said six, now I'm saying 10 million. I mean, it just sounds like all the cars. every car, yeah. Yeah, every car, including Subaru, Volkswagen, Honda, Toyota, and Nissan. What's more, Nissan just added another 300,000, sounds like a drop in the bucket. We're talking 10 million, 30 million, another 300,000. Who cares? You know, folks, only 25% of those cars will ever be fixed. Only 25%. 75% of them will never get fixed.
6: Rick? I just did a recall the other day on a 2003 Tundra Mm. that the recall has been out for over 10 years. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Yeah, Lucky guy. Mm. Although media attention on the issue
0: has picked up in the last two months, the Takata story isn't exactly making headlines. The most recent story on CNN.com was on January 22nd very deep in the business section foxnews.com posted the new york post auto section piece on the toyota and honda recalls on january 23rd and usa today ran a piece on a january 9th deep in the money section i mean
1: and nobody goes to these no, sections no
0: now they got and you know what's on the front page yeah. it's if it bleeds it leads if you have uh, anything that's controversial anything that'll turn your stomach get you mad they got to sell newspapers. They've got to sell advertising. It's terrible. They don't care about your life or the recalls. Uh, it's just a sad We're situation. They're focusing
1: on the coronavirus, which has killed 000000001 percent of yeah. Yeah. the people in Takata crisis.
0: Yeah. Despite the apparent apathy, we have actually been able to report some good news on the show. The last two Takata-themed mystery shops resulted in passing grades. Very encouraging. Uh, Greco, Chevrolet, and Wallace Mazda both disclosed the recalls, and in order to fix the defect, uh, offered to fix the defect for our shopper before delivering the vehicle. Maybe this signals a change in uh, car dealer behavior. Maybe it's a temporary reaction to the increased attention to the issue. It's too soon to tell. I absolutely believe that this (coughs) show—I'm going to pat myself on the back and pat all you on the back—I believe this show has actually made a significant difference in South Florida. I think they know we're sending agent thunder out every week and we've been hitting a lot of Takata issues and it's gotta be embarrassing to those that flunked. And we've never had two uh, passing grades in a row. Never. And that is a really, a really positive sign. So uh, I, I feel sorry for the people that are not in the reach of Earl Stewart on cars, because I don't know anybody that's out doing what we're doing to alert the public and tell them what they should do. And this is usually when Rick chimes in and says, www.safercar.gov. You got that, folks? www.safercar.gov. It's your buyer beware. If you don't do it, the car dealers aren't doing it for you. www.safercar.gov. This week, we investigated the second biggest retailer of used vehicles in our area. They're actually the biggest in the world, in the South Florida, off lease only, uh, is out selling CarMax. CarMax is in Boynton Beach, just off I-95. CarMax usually fares well on our mystery shops, but the last three times we visited, they failed the Takata test, it amazing. The biggest used car dealer in the world failed the Takata test three times, three in, times in a row. Three times in a row. Mm-hmm. Okay, Agent Thunder was sent in to see if they could do it four times in a row and get it right this time, we hope they do. Here's the report, as if I were Agent Thunder. I was sent to CarMax Point to pretend to buy a used 2012, eight years old, 2012 Subaru Outback with a Takata airbag recall. Before I set out, I called ahead to make sure the Outback was available for sale at the Boynton Beach sure it was. I was greeted by Peter, offered me his hand, asked how he could help. I told him I'd seen a nice two thousand twelve Subaru outback online. I said I called earlier and was told it was available. Peter said we would check the computer to make sure then asked me if I had ever shopped at CarMax before. I told him I had. <laughs> shopped you <him> many times. <laughs> I told him I had and I'd sold a vehicle to them as well. In fact he actually sold the vehicle. He sold his twenty eighteen Dodge Charger. Exactly. They got a good price for it too. He did. He did, yeah. Peter said, since you've been to CarMax before, you know how it works. He said "If we would review the vehicle's history and other information at, at his desk. Peter explained we would review the AutoCheck report and explained it was an extensive background check powered by Experian. Uh, he said it was just like a Carfax report. Auto AutoCheck is like the cheaper spread. Uh, it's as good, but it costs less. And a lot of voters are going to AutoCheck because Carfax is more expensive, one of the reasons being they spend a lot of money on advertising and people are impressed with the word Carfax, but AutoCheck is a good report. After a review of the information, Peter said uh, we could go outside take a look at the car. Uh, We sat down, Peter went to work on his keyboard, he turned the screen to face me and reviewed the AutoCheck report. He said there were no accidents, no damage, and one lien recorded. Uh, he then said there was one open recall and asked me to um, give him a second to print it out for me. Okay. Peter walked over to the nearby printer returned with several documents. He sat down and explained that the Outback had an open Takata airbag recall, how refreshing. He handed me a copy of the check report and a recall information pamphlet. Peter told me that if I were to buy the car, I love this, he strongly recommended I take it immediately to a Subaru dealer to get the airbag fixed and the recall satisfied. Strongly recommended. He told me that it wouldn't cost me anything except a few hours of my time. Peter asked if anything was good for me, if everything was good for me at this point, and suggested we go look at the Subaru. He made a copy of my driver's license, and led me outside. On the test drive, Peter asked some more questions. He wanted to know if the car was for me or a family member and how I would be paying for it, cash or finance. I said it was for my wife and I'd be paying cash. He wanted to know if I had, uh, had a tag to transfer or if I needed a new tag. I said I needed a new tag. Back at the dealership, Peter went for the trial close. Uh, Mr. Blank, is this something you'd uh, like to move forward on? Uh, I said, let's take a look at the numbers. We re-entered the showroom. Peter offered me a seat. He left for a few minutes or two while he went to get a worksheet. He returned with a worksheet, asked me again if I would take it today if the terms were acceptable. I said I may need to wait until the next day. He, um, he said I'd be able to leave a. Re- he, he said I would be able to leave a refundable deposit. Good. If I elected to wait a day, I said that would be fine. Peter showed me the worksheet. Uh, went over the sales figures. Sale price was 13599 same as the online price. He, asked, he added a $399 processing fee. That's about the lowest dealer fee we've seen. And uh, it's not good, but it's lower than most dealer fees you see. They call it a processing fee. One of the many things that come from the dealer's minds to call a dealer fee, a rose is a rose is a rose. A dealer fee is a dealer fee is a dealer fee. Mm-hmm. Sales tax, 374.85, registration, and a $27, teeny-weeny dealer fee that they called an electronic filing fee. An infant mm-hmm. dealer yeah. fee. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's the epilogue. Uh, Peter at CarMax gave Agent Thunder an excellent disclosure, but was willing to let him drive off the lot with a dangerous, defective airbag. And as I said earlier, just a few minutes ago, when you drive off the lot or when you have a car and even you get a recall notice, you don't take it back except about 25% of the time. A normal person, 75% probability would not get it fixed. Something you procrastinate on. You just don't get it done, you forget about it. You don't think, it, it's not really something that you fear. It's just the media doesn't wanna make, make you afraid of these things. They want to make you afraid of the coronavirus, which Com, but they don't tell you about the Takata airbag that can explode in your face, so you don't get it repaired. The question is, how does the second biggest used car retailer in Palm Beach County and the largest used car retailer in the world not take their recalled inventory to the dealer that manufactured the car before yeah, the
1: I get the little lots having a financial hardship, maybe, but not CarMax. Yeah, yeah,
0: and uh, I'm, I'm just shocked at CarMax. I, I, you know, they were a victim, uh, victim of Rosemary Cheyenne, uh, who was uh, the world's leading, I will use that word, certainly the USA leading consumer advocate for car owners. She's in California, and she sued uh, CarMax because they have a warranty on their used cars. And they say, well, if, if, if it passes the Carfax check, you have a safe, good car. And they're selling cars with defective uh, airbags. How can you have a safe car with a defective airbag? And she sued them through the Federal Trade Commission. And the Federal Trade Commission found for CarMax. She also sued General Motors. And both of them got let off and we had wanted the Federal Trade Commission to require them to modify their warranty. General Motors, by the way, hey, this, uh, this question came up earlier in the show. Uh, we're talking about certified cars. General Motors was certifying used cars and allowing the dealers to sell them with defective airbags or defective recalls. After the lawsuit, even though they prevailed, General Motors prevailed, they changed that. So now they said to their dealers, don't sell the car um, with a defective recall and call it certified. So they make General Motors dealers. So Rosemary Sheahan did accomplish that. But CarMax is still playing games. They're still offering the safe car check and selling them with defective recalls. And they say, oh, by the way, you got to get this fixed. You have a dangerous recall.
3: Okay.
1: we got to vote. We have some grades coming in. Okay. Yep. So we have uh, Whitney gives him a C minus. We got a C minus from Rob. Shakira. I wonder if that's the real Shakira. Gives huh. her, gives him a B. <laughs> Larry <laughs> gives him a D plus. Uh, I'm just jumping on Here's what I think. Last two weeks, we do grade on the curve, but last two weeks the curve got raised. The average uh, grade was increased fractionally, and therefore I'm I'm going to give Car Max and Boynton a passing grade, but a low passing grade because the last two examples that were set they. Stopped the sale effectively and offered to fix the car. CarMax didn't do that. But um, Peter and CarMax, I think, get get a lot of credit uh, for a very robust disclosure. So that's better than most. So I'm going to give them a passing D.
3: Yeah.
0: You know what they could do, too? They are so uh, good and organized, CarMax, that their computer system identifies every car they have in the U.S. with a defective recall. They should put a sign on the windshield. They should put a sign by the label, the price label. This car has a defective airbag or this car has a defective whatever and we highly recommend you have it fixed. You know, uh, you know what I would have done if uh, I had been Agent Thunder and maybe, uh, maybe we'll try this in a shop in the future. Uh, when, when they say you should get this fixed, I said, well, I'll tell you what, I don't have a few hours of my time to get it fixed, if you have a few hours of your time and you can get it fixed for me by Tuesday or whatever time it is, I'll come back and buy the car. see what they say. Yeah, why should a retail buyer have to take a car, well, first of all, he's gotta drive it off the lot, he's gotta drive it home, (laughs) then he's gotta drive it to the uh, Subaru dealer to get it fixed. Why should he risk his life, you risk your life, you take it to the damn Subaru dealer, get it fixed, and then I'll buy it.
1: Yeah, and then you got to sit there and wait. Maybe they don't have the parts. Yeah. Maybe it's on back order. Yeah. Uh, maybe they don't give you a loaner.
0: Or maybe you procrastinate and you forget, and then you get killed. I mean, I know I'm exaggerating yeah. to
1: make the point. Linda gives them a uh, says, hmm, I give them a hu- humongous F. That's from Linda.
0: Flunko. Oh,
1: Flunko. Oh, Flunko. Frank and Jupiter Farms gives them a D. Uh, we've got... Ed Overdyke on
6: YouTube giving him an F. And Donovan Lewis says they get a big F. Hmm. Okay. Myself, I'm going to go along with Stu, but I'm going to give him a C- minus because I think it was a very good disclosure. Yeah. But I really think Peter would have, he would have done a whole lot more service for his dealership if he had just said, before we sell you this car, We'll get a porter to take this car over and get it repaired. Sure.
0: Absolutely.
1: They need a Haywood.
2: Yeah, voting on the curve, you know, <clears throat> you know, we can't. Well, my, uh, my vote is a, uh, a D.
0: I'm, I'm going to go with Rick a C minus. Uh, I could do D, but I'm going to give him a C minus. You know, uh, when people call me all the time about used cars, I always tell them CarMax and i and I, I give them the buyer beware speech too, but they really are uh, they really are a good place to buy a used car with the exception of their uh, dereliction of duty on the airbag recall or the dangerous recall because it applies to all recalls okay that's let's fair. Let's go back to uh answer some text
1: yeah there's a anonymous feedback that that came in I wanted to get to uh Okay, I lost my spot. Hello, Mr. Earl. I missed last week's live show, but I'm glad that your shows are recorded and uploaded to SoundCloud. I listened to the recording last night. That was a great show. It was engaging. It seemed to flow a lot better uh, between your discussions, the callers, the social media, than previous shows. Before I knew it, the two hours are up. In regards to a follow-up book title, I'd like to suggest Earl Stewart, On the Road to Recovery. Confessions of recovering car dealer. Disclosure of the dealer's sins, or confessions of recovering car dealer. Full disclosure. Thank you. I love it. Yeah, boy, we're
0: really getting some good suggestions. That was better than the one I sent you in the email. Said, uh, uh, "Confessions of recovering car dealer." Dot dot dot. The exorcism.
1: <laughs> well, it did conjure up <laughs> very terrifying <laughs> images in my head. I sent you a picture of Linda Blair's head—a uh, gif of the head uh. turning around. I don't. Know, maybe we could Photoshop pea soup. You throwing up pea soup in uh, in someone's face. That so could you're be.
2: gonna take them out of the confessional box. <laughs> uh,
1: somebody uh, sent in <laughs> that was a, a know, le- a that was a creepy yes, book cover. Yeah, this time around, can you choose a less creepy picture? I, I can see what they're saying. You're kind of peering out from I the was, dark. Uh, I was. You know,
0: I was proud of that. That that uh, concept was my idea, wasn't it?
1: It and, was. And I
0: said, and we actually went to all the trouble to t- talk to the Catholic diocese of uh, Palm Beach County, right, and we wanted the permission to be photographed inside of a confessional, a confessional. yeah. And the problem was we wanted an old-fashioned confessional booth, mm-hmm. and they didn't have one, so we, right. had, to, we had to make a facade yeah. of the front. Right. Yeah.
2: At that, first, I went to St. Jude's yeah. to see if I could, well, yeah. negotiate with them, and right. that failed. <laughs> yeah, you can't
1: really see through those things. It's a lot, they're, they're, they're a lot more private. Um, Anonymous Feedback. Hey Earl, I'm wondering if you saw December Consumer Reports' uh, car ranking. It gives me a reason to pause. They rated Honda below Nissan. All the automotive blogs and forums I follow absolutely condemn the poor reliability of Nissan cars, particularly their transmissions. Even the Nissan-friendly sites are talking about Nissan's dependability issues. This makes me wonder about Consumer Reports. Uh, What are your thoughts and what are Rick's thoughts on the reliability of Nissan?
0: You know, on the Nissan, uh, first of all, consumer reports is, is really uh, the best. And uh, they're not always accurate. Uh, oftentimes, they'll come out with a new car report. And subsequently, they will uh, drop the rating considerably after uh, two or three years on the road. They did that with Tesla. They gave Tesla the highest rating ever. Uh, they actually gave Tesla a few years ago a 100 Rating and then the experience on the road with Tesla and Tesla owners they dropped it considerably to not recommend. So, a brand new car can test out like a million bucks and then three years later it's fallen apart. Consumer Reports can only drive the car, uh, they're not going to get inside the car and do an x ray. Uh, if they rated Nissan on a new car over a Honda, it I assure you it scored better. If I were going to buy a new car, I'd buy the Honda anyway. Uh, it'd be, I just think Hondas have proven themselves year after year as being a, a superior car. Plus, the Nissan is hanging on by a thread. They have all sorts of problems in the leadership, and there's a lot of talk about Nissan going bye-bye.
1: You got you got, uh, going on the lamb yeah. Yeah. in Lebanon.
0: I got okay. to show this. This is the book cover. Oh, that's creepy. The creepy book cover.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: look at those eyes. Yeah, quit looking at me.
2: <laughs> Penetrating.
1: That's uh, that's our uh, my younger brother Josh uh, posing as the priest there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, I'm just kidding. You can buy this book
0: online, Amazon, Amazon.com.
2: All proceeds go
0: <laughs> okay. to Big Dog Ranch. Thank you so <laughs> much.
2: Thank you, Rick. Uh, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank 95.9 and 106.9 right here the Old East Channel. And thank you for hanging in with us and putting us back on the air this morning. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for all you do. Thanks, And Jonathan. thank you to the listeners. Uh, we'll see you right here next week.